When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And look who's joining us. I got Damian Woody, Crispy right here hey. in the studio. And Mina, hey. you look phenomenal in that color. It's great to see you. Happy New Year to oh. you both. <laughs> um, all Happy New Year. Good Happy morning. Happy New Year, Mina. Happy New Year, Mina. Uh, Big Happy Pop. Year. What's up, Big baby? Poppy, what's up, baby? Man, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? man? What's the deal? All right, I'm just, I'm, I'm checking you out. I have been very, very pleased. I have seen the elevation in the wardrobe. I have been very, very pleased. Way to go. Way to go. Yeah. Right. Very handsome. Listen. Oh, yeah. Every, it's finally listening to follow lovely. instructions. We're starting the new year on the oh, right Oh, yeah, yeah. Foot, it's, right? Just, it's just the beginning, so we'll, exactly. we'll keep it pushing. Exactly. Yeah. I love Black the Widow giving you Black Widow energy. giving you props. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Where is rough. that coming from? You know what, Damien? We do the show. We're very blessed. Five yes. days a week, year-round. Sometimes you just got to grab an outfit. You know, it's hard, it's right? Okay. It's, it's like, okay. I mean, come on. Why right. we act like, like that's it. an insult, Mina? Why we act? I, did I say it wasn't a compliment? See, people have been sensitive there. Black Widow. By the way, by the way, excuse me. When I think, when I think Black Widow. I think Scarlett Johansson, and I can assure you that is a compliment. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. All right. We'll get back to the NFL. Uh, Where San Francisco and Baltimore have the two best odds to win it all at plus 225 and plus 325, respectively, followed by Buffalo and Dallas at 8 to 1. The defending champs are 10 to 1, and last year's NFC champions are 11 to 1. So, Mina, tell me this. Which quarterback's legacy is most on the line in these playoffs? For me, it's Lamar Jackson, um, and that's not because I think he has something to prove relative to these other quarterbacks. I've uh, long been a believer in his individual greatness, and it's exciting to see that come to fruition with his team this year. But it's because of that team that I feel like this particular playoff run matters so much. Getting to the Super Bowl, and when we talk about Lamar's legacy, he is now in that territory where he's going to win his second MVP. He needs a Super Bowl ring. I think we can all agree. This might be the best chance he ever has. I have seen great quarterbacks' windows shut because of the teams around him. And when I look at the NFL right now, when I look at this Baltimore Ravens team, they're so clearly the class of not just the conference, but the league. Next year, you never know what the roster will look like. Their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, he's going to be gone. He's a head coach, so that unit will take a hit. They're still going to be good, I want to be clear. But the path right now is so clear for Lamar to win his ring. And for me, when I think about his legacy and the opportunity that sits in front of him, he is the one who has a chance to grasp something really special. I get where you're coming from, Mina Combs, but I must say, as wonderful as it is to see you on this show, I'm very disappointed in what you just articulated. I'm very disappointed. I mean, oh, no, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. We're not letting this off the hook. Dak Prescott is the quarterback whose legacy oh, is most is. on the lines. Oh, no, we ain't, get, we ain't letting them off the hook. So let's understand something. The Philadelphia Eagles had an outside chance to do some things last year, win the division, whatever the case may be. What did Dak Prescott do? 
A career-worst 38% completion of his passes for 128 yards of TD and an interception. Who was that against? That was against the Washington Commanders. When was that? Week 18. Last season. Just happened. It's very, very fresh in my mind. I mean, that's what transpired. Now, let's be, let me throw this at you because I knew Mina was coming on this show, so I had to make sure I had my stats ready. I had to make sure I had my stats ready for you, Mina. Did you know that uh, Dak Prescott is the quarterback with the highest career regular season winning percentage Uh for a quarterback who's never played in the conference championship game. <laughs> I mean, never played the conference championship game. Did you know that? Nobody's won more. Nobody's won more percentage-wise than that. He's really Prescott. good. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, they're really, really good. Really, really good until it counts. And then all of a sudden, there's the nosedive that comes in. Did you know that Dak Prescott has the fourth worst January record among quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era? Only Carson Palmer, Kerry Collins, and Andy Dalton have been worse. I'm Sorry. America's team, the billion-dollar playpen that's AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, Jerry Jones as the owner, Dallas Cowboys, division crown on the line. We know how they've looked when they went on the road for the most part this season. We know they've been beating up on cellar dwellers. And then all of a sudden, you got a game on the line this weekend, and you're going to go and stink up the joint? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're going to look at the Dallas Cowboys and elevate them to the status the headlines and the hype puts them at okay I get your point about Lamar Jackson I don't necessarily disagree with it on its merits I'm simply saying when you look at Dak Prescott and you look at the expectations and you look at all the bloviating oh you get to go and lose or wet the bed against the Washington Commanders in another week 18 encounter I don't think so. The answer to this question is Dak Prescott. You know, Stephen A., I'm kind of surprised you actually went with Dak Prescott, considering the fact that your level of expectation as it relates to Dak and the Cowboys. You know, you always talk, this is a team you always talk about what can go wrong, will go wrong in this particular situation. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking about myself. I'm kind of thinking about people. You went there. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm going I'm to agree with what Mean and Combs here with, with Lamar Jackson. And when I look at, when I look at Lamar, I think about it, he's probably going to win his second MVP, as Mean had talked about. But instead of looking at it, spinning it from the negative perspective, I'm going to look at it from the positive perspective. Because you talk about Lamar, you yeah. go out here, and we talk about all the times there's levels. Yep. There's levels to, you know, different quarterbacks. There's level like Hall of Fame. There's mm-hmm. always levels when we talk about pro sports. Mm-hmm. And so you're Lamar Jackson. You go in and you win the second MVP. Okay. You go out here and finish the deal and you win a Super Bowl to go along with that MVP. Now the conversation right. changes when it's we talk. Tier. It's another It's another tier when yeah. we talk about Lamar Jackson. Because right, right now when we talk about Lamar Jackson, yeah. he's like – Peyton Manning. Yeah. We mentioned Peyton Manning in the postseason because I believe they were both like at the same time they're one and three. Yep. But if Lamar Jackson goes out here with everything working in his favor, we'll be talking about Lamar Jackson a whole nother tier, uh, with you know, in that discussion moving forward. Absolutely, Mina. Our expectations for Lamar are Super Bowl. I don't think. Those are our expectations for the Dallas Cowboys at this point. I think we all agree. The Baltimore Ravens are the overwhelming favorite right now with, well, they're not the overwhelming favorite, and they're the overwhelming favorite to get there from the AFC with good reason. Damien, you know how hard it is to get there and then to get back there 
Once that opportunity is so close, and I think we all agree it is there for Lamar Jackson this year. And to your point, when we're talking about his legacy, which could be something truly special, the expectations and the pressure have to come with it. And that is not a judgment on Lamar. That is, as Damien said, an opportunity. Well, we don't mind making judgments on this show, Mina. We don't mind. We don't mind. I'll make the damn judgment. I hear what you're saying loud and clear, and I feel you on that. And, and obviously, with him having a one and three playoff record, that comes into play as well because he's got the, he just got his bag. Okay, we got his money. We all know he deserves it. And now you got to show and prove beyond the regular season. Let's keep in mind this is the first time. Matter of fact, if I'm Baltimore, I don't even play him this weekend. This brother's been hurt the last five games of the regular season, the last two years. Don't play this man. Don't he shouldn't even he, he shouldn't even be wearing a uniform. A matter of fact, I tell. To stay home, I wouldn't even allow him on the sideline because I'd be scared somebody runs into him while he's standing on the sideline. I make sure he's home, okay? Don't have him anywhere near the damn football field, right? Just to make sure he's ready for the postseason. But I will say, but I will say this to you: I would challenge you on this, Mina, and I'll come back to you and Damian both on this. When we looked at the beginning of the season, when we looked at the expectations of the AFC. We saw Patrick Mahomes. We can't. We, we 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 lament his receivers, but this is Patrick Mahomes we talk about. It's Travis Kelsey we talk about. Andy Reid we talk about. We can't summarily dismiss them, okay? We look at the Miami Dolphins. I might have just lost all faith in them, but Bart Scott saying they're the number one threat to the Baltimore Ravens. We're looking at Joe Flacco flinging that football around the, about to turn 39 years of age. No, we didn't expect much from him, but we know he can throw. We know that defense is elite. We know they can run with the football. Oh, by the way, Flacco's familiar with John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens. Won a Super Bowl with this man as his coach. And so I'm looking at all of those things, and not to mention the, the potential greatness of a Josh Allen and a Stephon Diggs. I'm juxtaposing that to the NFC. And I'm looking at an NFC, and I'm saying to myself, excuse me, we're not sold on Detroit. We've seen what the Eagles have nosedived into. Am I supposed to be sold on Tampa Bay? The only real impediment, supposedly, to the Dallas Cowboys is the San Francisco 49ers. And by the way, what if they run into the Rams first? What if they run into the, I'm talking about San Francisco. What if they run into the Rams first? Because we know that the yes. Rams with McVay and Staff and those boys and are a legit threat. So I'm just simply saying to you, I would make the argument that the road to the Super Bowl seems to me to be a bit easier in the NFC than potentially Baltimore no. with the AFC. Uh, no, no. I, 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 I really I would, feel that I would, way. I would vehemently no, dis disagree with that. You're talking about, uh, uh, listen, yeah. when you have the number one seed and you have a bye, it is a hundred times easier okay. to yeah. find your way to a Super Bowl because you got one less game to play and everybody has to come through Baltimore. And we've seen with all of these good, quote-unquote, good teams right. – what they look like going to Baltimore. They get absolutely manhandled in Baltimore. So, okay. it, like Mina said, yes. Baltimore is set up perfectly. If it does no, no, I, 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 I understand year, that. I know, yeah. But what I want from both of you, and I want to start with Mina, what I want from both of y'all, why is it off kilter for me to sit up there and say that, that, that the road is harder through the AFC than the NFC if you are a Dallas Cowboy? Why is that, Mina? Because the NFC has, outside of Baltimore, the clear best team in the NFL, in the San Francisco 49ers. None of the AFC teams come close in terms of the level of competition that the Baltimore Ravens are facing. And I'll add this, as you went through all the teams in the NFC and whether they pose a true threat, this right. Chiefs team will never be as vulnerable as they are this year with Fair. Patrick Mahomes. Like, this is your chance, if you're Baltimore, to run through the AFC, to get to the Super Bowl, and then to beat likely the team that you already beat. It is right there for the taking for Lamar 
And that's why this playoffs matters so much for him, even though I think he'll continue to be great for years to come. But what I'm saying is this. Baltimore, we saw what Baltimore just did to San Francisco. We saw what San Francisco, when they went through their midseason slump, Mm -hmm. how life can be if they're compromised in any way. Right now, Christian McCaffrey is not 100% healthy. I'm just saying to you, I I get your point about San Francisco. I'm there with you. But I'm saying if you're the Dallas Cowboys, legitimate argument can be made that they're the only – anybody can beat the Cowboys. We know they can wet the bed any given moment. But realistically speaking, I'm just talking about for the purposes of analyzing what we're seeing in this moment. That's the one team standing in their way. We could say no one for Baltimore – But with the AFC, because I got a two-time Super Bowl champion in Patrick Mahomes, because I see Cleveland with their elite defense, because I know what Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs is capable of, because Miami could wake up, okay, and show themselves to be an explosive offense once again, I don't think that it's far-fetched for me to acknowledge the AFC might be tougher to get through. Stephen A., let me ask you a question. Because, you know, we we get to this time of year, I like to use the word trust. Do you trust the Dallas Cowboys? Hell no. There you go. I don't care what matchup. We're talking about okay. the Detroit Lions. We talk about the, the Los Angeles Rams. At the end of the day, when we get to the postseason, and this has been lamented about the Dallas Cowboys for years now, do you trust Mike McCarthy? Do you trust Dak Prescott in the biggest of moments to make things happen? That's just a question. One question before Mina jumps in, though. But is this the matchup you would most want to see? Ravens versus Cowboys in the Super Bowl, if you could pick it. Oh. No, because I don't. I I think Baltimore would would kill. So it wouldn't be a good game. I I just don't think it would be a. I don't think it would be a great matchup. Mina, what matchup would you most want to see in the Super Bowl if you could pick it? Well, for the purposes of being on this show and watching Stephen out react, I would love to see the Cowboys make <laughs> My girl! That's what I'm talking about, Mina. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Ravens-Niners, guys. They're clearly the best teams. I, I really do feel like this is going to be chalk and we're headed for a rematch between these two heavyweights. And I, think, and, I, and I would prefer to see that, too, because I don't think that San Francisco represented themselves properly. And I don't, I'm not saying they would beat, win or lose against Baltimore. I'm simply saying that there's no way in hell I think the results would be similar. I think it would be far more competitive Agreed. than a matchup over a yeah, week ago. That I, that I believe, and I will tell you this. I think you're right. Listen, listen. I, I, I think, I think uh, contrary to popular belief uh, and what Molly tries to depict about me sometimes, I actually think I'm a really good guy. You know what I'm saying? I pray a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, th- I'm thankful. I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm thankful to the good Lord. I pay my tithes, my tithes and all this. I'm like, I don't deserve the Dallas Cowboys fans having to be subjected to them for, for, for two weeks before the Super Bowl. I don't oh, deserve You know what, Stephen A., let me pause. I don't this. deserve Let me just pause on this for one second because I'm going to speak this into existence right now. Before I retire from this show or Stephen A. retires from this show, the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl. Like, I cannot have gone through first team for this many years and the Cowboys don't win a Super Bowl. Can I break news for you? Stephen A., Stephen A., and I'm a Giants fan. It's not even just, like, for you to say. It would just be so epic to see you sitting on set with all the fans. I mean, we'd have so much security. It would just be incredible. I I, I don't need need no security. Molly, I will will say I will say this as far as – We need security. Ain't nobody scared of no Cowboy fans. I will say this as far as the Cowboys are concerned. I think if the Cowboys handle business against the Commanders, yeah. I think this this I think this will be the Cowboys' best chance. 
to get to a Super Yes! No, 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 no. This will be I'm already there, D. Um, D, I'm already there. As, as, because this as is, the number two, I won't say this. Well, so. me well, is not a great. Well, no, I'm, this, here's my point. Yeah. As the number two seed, more than likely, you have, you'll, be, you'll play two home playoff games okay. before you go on the road. And so we know how the Cowboys play at home. Absolutely. They're a Jekyll and Hyde team between home and, ro- and home and road. Yeah. So I I'm this? looking at it as, yes, I know I said earlier, like, do you trust them? But we right. can't dismiss how the Cowboys do play at well, home. Let, let me, we can't let me wait, wait, wait. Stephen A., can we let Mina get in? Because she was disagreeing totally. Yeah, I want to give her the last word, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I mean, right now the San Francisco 49ers are fielding an all-star team in large part because they have the cheapest quarterback in the league. I think that roster is so optimized at this moment uh, that Dallas doesn't have a fantastic chance, quite candidly. I think they'll have a better chance in the future once San Francisco has to let some of those guys go. Well, Mina, my, my response and retort to that would be, you're absolutely right, but that doesn't negate the fact that this is still their best chance in 28 years. This is still their best chance to get to the Super Bowl in 28 years because, like I said, they may not have to meet San Francisco. What if the San Francisco 49ers have to go up against division rival Los Angeles Rams prior to They'll that? win. This is what people – I think they will win too, but I'm just saying that the point is this to me is the Cowboys' best chance. And I got breaking news for you, Molly. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for Because it. I am a good man. I am not that cruel. <laughs> I, don't I think you are. I actually, I actually hope, even though it would sicken me to my stomach because of that damn fan base, <laughs> comparable, comparable to rats and roaches for crying out of them damn cowboy fans. You know how I feel about them. I actually want Jerry Jones to win a Super Bowl championship before, you know, he goes, you know, go, goes on to heaven. That's what I, I I just don't want it to be very now. Very nice of you. I just don't want it very to be now. Sensitive. But and tender, Jerry Jones is my buddy. I actually yeah. want him to win a Super Bowl. Just I not this shed, year. I almost shut. Just a not this fear. year. Yeah. Want to delay it. Want to delay it a little bit, a little bit longer. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not. I, I'm not going to be. I will be very happy. And Michael Parsons and a, I, I love that brother. I want him to win. I wish that. But you know what? I want them to win when Diggs comes back. I want him to be on the squad. God, I want so him. Picky. Uh, this is like so. No, no, I'm saying I don't want him home. <laughs> I don't want him home hurt. So I don't want him home hurt while they win. I want Diggs and, and Michael Parsons on the field when it happens. Eventually, years from now. Not now. Not now. Yeah. They still. The fan base still needs you to suffer. You know what I would want to know, years. Stephen A. And still all seriousness. This is a yes. serious question. Before we go to break. Sorry, Quaco. Yes. Let's pretend the Dallas Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl where they're in Vegas, right? And you know the next day after the Super Bowl, a lot of times the players come on. Do you think they would want to come on first take? Like they would yes. accept the call just to roast you like 100%. we did after the pitch? Molly, Molly. I'm not coming on bump I would love the that. Enti- the, the, entire, the entire team would want to come on first take if they won the Super Bowl. Even Dak? If they won a Super Bowl, if they won a Super Bowl, the entire team would want to come on. As a matter of fact, let me show you how bad, how sorry, because the fan base is like this too. And let me tell you, I wouldn't put this past Jerry. You understand what I'm saying? Because he actually mentioned it before. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they had a parade and they for- and they tried to force me to MC it. Just to troll me while they're <laughs> celebrating their championships. That's how bad they are. You understand what I'm saying? But I understand. I understand. Well, I deserve well, at, it. At least, you, but so at, do least you fly, so do at least you were flying Jerry's helicopter. No, 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 no. I don't care about the helicopter anymore. I want the yacht. I want the, I want, oh, I want the oh. yacht. 
Oh, because okay. there's there's levels to this. Yeah. There's levels. I want the oh, yacht. Okay. Oh, the helicopter's okay. alright, but I want the yacht. That's, that's what <laughs> I. Stephen A's too big for traffic these days. In case you didn't know. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy, and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Check out our amazing ESPN Monday lineup live from Houston, site of this year's national championship game. It all starts with Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, and yours truly live from NRG Stadium at 10 a.m. Eastern on first take. We'll be followed by a full lineup, including PMAC's going to be there, the Pat McAfee Show, and College Game Day, all before the big game Excuse me, between number one Michigan and number two Washington, which we are going to be discussing in just a moment because look who's here our friend sports betting analyst Joe Fortenbaugh joining us now after going eight and three in his last three appearances I can't hear the music today what's the deal hey Joe not only that I think they changed the music up I think they changed the music they don't have my usual Vegas music that I like I personally I got to talk to party we need the party make that call right now and make sure we have that for you about that about we're gonna get your Vegas music okay we're gonna get it don't you worry Joe I hope you had an amazing new year great to see you crushing it with the record I might need to get in on the action make myself a little money here in 2024 let's start with the highly anticipated one this is a fun one to get in on the national championship obviously Washington and Michigan Joe what's the play here I'm going to play the underdog. Give me Washington plus the four and a half. Some of the best advice I ever got in Vegas a long time ago was don't bet an underdog because you think they can keep it close. Bet an underdog because you believe they can win. This is an underdog that can win. Under Kalen DeBoer the last two years, Washington is 5-0 outright when in the underdog role. The problems Alabama had against Michigan were that they couldn't protect and the quarterback play wasn't good enough. This Washington team has the best offensive line in the country. Michael Penix is one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the country. They're going to be able to score. They're going to be able to compete to win this game. Give me the four and a half points with the dog. I'm not sure about that. And by the way, to the producer, could you turn that damn music down, please? It's too damn loud. Yeah, Let me I hear say it this, now, okay? It, it really, really is. Turn the oh damn music down, seriously. Goodness. But here's the deal. I'm not sure I'm going with the four and a half. I get the fact that Penix is the real deal. He's got a trio of receivers that can make some noise. Dylan Johnson supposedly is going to be ready for Monday. But in the end, that Michigan defense has been real all year long. I didn't expect them to show up against Alabama the way that they did because of that. I got to go against you on this one, Joe Fortenbaugh. I got to do it. I got to roll with Michigan on this one. 
All right, guys, let's switch gears to the NFL. AFC Molly, East. Molly, it's yeah, the yeah, old man. Ahead. It's the old man yelling at the cloud. Turn the music down. Yeah, and, and they still haven't done it. You know and they still the haven't done it. I'll deal with it later, though. I'll when, deal with it later. You no, know, when Stephen A. asks for anything, everyone always like clamors, like, "Oh, is Stephen A. okay? Like, is he good?" You know. <laughs> the music's too damn loud. No, but it's hilarious that it hasn't stopped. It still plays. Yeah, it still hasn't stopped. For once in life, people. Turn it up. Go ahead. Turn it up. Go ahead. I don't know about that. I'm with Stephen A. Though we might need to switch it. I'm not sure about it. Oh, yes, we. We, do. We, we told him to switch it to this, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, AFC East crown is on the line between the Bills and the Dolphins. That one's down there in Miami. What's the move here, Joe? I think you bet the under in this one. A lot of people are going to think this is a high-scoring game. We're down to 48-and-a-half at ESPN Bet. The rest of the market has about 49, 49-and-a-half. These two offenses haven't been as explosive. Look at the Bills since their bye week in Week 13. They've been okay, but they're 18th in the NFL in yardage during that stretch. During that time, Josh Allen's completing 55% of his passes, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Miami's similar. That same stretch, they've had one good offensive performance. It was against the Jets when they hung 30. These are two very good defenses when it comes to limiting the opposition's explosive plays. And with Tua playing with a banged-up shoulder, I think it's a lower-scoring game, so I'd go under. I disagree again. I think it's going to be over 48 and a half. I think that I think I think they're going to put both teams are going to pull out all the stops. I think you're going to see more offense than you've been seeing customarily, at least when they were in Miami. Obviously in Buffalo, they beat they beat them down 48 to 20. But I think this is one of those games where I can see both teams scoring at least 24 points, at least one of them scoring over 35. I think I'm going with the over here. With a lot of disagreement on this one. Mad at the music. Mad at the yeah. picks, mad at everything. Yeah. You're out there in L.A. You're living the, the dream. I, I'm, I'm not mad at the picks, but I was mad at the music. I'm glad they turned <laughs> yeah. it off. Go ahead. Listen, you guys are confusing me here. I might have to get Mad Dog on the hotline and talk to Fat Rob. Right, and we don't want to get him. All you got to do is go the opposite of him because he'll lose. Yeah, speaking of noise, Fat by Rob. The way. Him and Fat Rob. <laughs> Hilarious. We need to get Fat Rob on the show, Stephen A., please, at some point. Like, we have. Call the Vatican. He's not at the vet. He was a priest. He's not a priest anymore. He's probably still there with the bets. With the bets he's been giving Mad Dog, he's probably still there. But go ahead. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, last one. Uh, In the NFC, the Cowboys still have a shot, Joe, at the NFC's crown. They've got a great shot when they face the Commanders. What's the move here? I think the pricing is off in this one. I would take Washington plus the 13. Go back last week. San Francisco's at Washington. They're laying 14. This week, Dallas is at Washington. They're laying 13. You're telling me it's a one-point difference between San Francisco and Dallas? I'm not buying it, especially with Dallas on the road. They've been terrible on the road this season. 37 points per game at home, 21 points per game on the road, 3-5 and five against the number on the road this year. And you look at how one-dimensional they become on offense. They can't run the ball. Tony Pollard looks like he's taken a beating this season with the way they're running the ball late in the year, especially in that Detroit game. They don't need style points in this one. Get in, win the game, stay healthy, and you win the division. I think Washington can keep it close enough. I take the 13. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I think it's going to be a closer game than people suspect because it's the Dallas Cowboys that are coming into the nation's capital and Washington may get up for that. But then again, we're not sure about that. I'm guessing on this one simply because as Washington, we already know they've got their vacation plans. We already know they made the reservations. They're leaving Sunday night. This is what they're going to do. <laughs> so it just, it just it all comes down to how much are they going yeah. to actually care. And the fact that we don't know the answer to that question is the only reason we're guessing. But I'll guess with you on this one. I'll go in your direction, Joe. 
Okay. Uh, Joe, I hope you enjoyed your first holiday in Connecticut, my home state. You got any more questions, you let me know, sir. And I'm going to let you promo. It's too bright in here. It's too bright in here. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you promo, Joe. Uh, you tell me where people can find more of you. Carlin versus Joe radio show starts in a little bit, 12 to 3 p.m. on ESPN Radio. And then ESPN Bet Live back today, ESPN 2. We're on at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Let's go. Let's get set for the weekend. Everything you need. Absolutely. Joe, you're the best. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. All right, let's get into this Week 18 action. We'll see uh, plenty of starters of clinch teams sitting, but that won't happen in Miami, guys, where the Dolphins and Bills will battle it out with the winner taking the AFC East. Regardless, the Dolphins are clinched for the playoffs, but the Bills still technically have a chance to miss pending a couple of scenarios. All right, so here's the question for you, Mr. Smith. Let's get the right camera, Molly. You've been here before. Uh, Who is the most important player in this matchup? I'm going to say Tyreek Hill. Um, That's just how I feel about it because I think the Miami Dolphins are a different team when Tyreek Hill explodes. We have to remember in the first 12 games of this season, I'm sorry, not the first 12 games, but up until about uh, the last three or four weeks or so, he was averaging eight catches for 123 yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, 12 touchdowns, 12 games. Over the last three games, dating back to that ankle injury, he suffered against the Titans. It's like six catches and 79 yards with no touchdowns in those three games, okay? And so when I look at that and I look at how Tua flows, when Tyreek Hill is flowing, all right, that makes a big difference. Let's also remember this is the Buffalo Bills that we're talking about the Miami Dolphins going up against. And that same Tyreek Hill in his four games against the Buffalo Bills as a Dolphin, all right, including the playoffs, 
He hasn't topped 69 receiving yards and hasn't scored a single TD in any of those four games. Okay, so I look at it from that perspective. And I say if Tyreek Hill can go out there and resemble the guy that we had as an MVP candidate and finally get the better of the Buffalo Bills, I think it will go a long way towards improving Miami's chances of winning this football game. If he does it, especially with Waddle hobbling to some degree, I don't think they stand a chance. For me, it's Josh Allen. The reasoning is actually not too dissimilar, but here's why. This Miami defense is banged up. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Bill's fans are home saying, hey, what, what about our injuries on defense? Well, your defense has been playing great. They've been uh, overcome those. The Miami defense really is pressed without Xavier Howard. They lost Bradley Chubb. Jalen Phillips is out for the season. My point is this. The Bills' offense should be able to move football on them. And I think if you asked any Bills fan, they would be honest and say their biggest concern in this game is Josh Allen turning it over. And I'm not trying to perpetuate narratives or get in a debate about Josh Allen and his turnovers. I'm just saying in this particular game, I think that would be the single biggest reason why the Bills would lose. Because otherwise, they should be effective on offense. Um, Josh Allen's not coming off of a very good game against New England. He has been a little bit up and down after being excellent earlier this year. If he can return to form... Buffalo should win this game, especially given the injuries on the other side of the ball. I'm actually going to call an audible. Yeah, do it. Um, Initially, I was going to go with Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm going to go with James Cook, to be honest with you. Mm. Because Mm. I think James Cook is a big, like, remember a couple couple weeks ago when Buffalo played the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. And how and, and how right. the Buffalo Bills made a conscious conscientious effort to really feature him, not only running the ball, but in the passing game. Josh Allen was actually kind of minimized in that game, but they actually offensively probably were, were at their most efficient. And I think you look at this game, and Mina, you talked about the, the worry if you talk to Buffalo Bills fans about Josh Allen. We know the man can go nuclear at any given moment. He can, he's, that, he's one of these three or four quarterbacks in our league that can put a franchise on his back. But we also know that what also comes with it is the turnovers. I think Buffalo is at their best when they've really featured James Cook. And James Cook has been playing his best ball in the latter part of this season. And I think going into this game against a battered and beat-up Miami Dolphins defense, yeah. James Cook, in my opinion, would be the, dif- would be the difference and, will, and would really, really help this Buffalo Bills offense get, o- get over the top. Well, I can't refute it, but what I can say to you is that Mina's point comes into play because of the number of injuries that the Miami Dolphins have on the defensive side of the ball. It doesn't matter who you get some offensive production from, whether it's Cook, it's Allen, it's Diggs, it's Allen with Diggs or whatever. Miami is there to be exploited because of injuries. So I don't think the necessity of Cook applies here. You can beat Miami a myriad of ways defensively because their personnel isn't there. Offensively, however, is where they get to make up for what they're lacking defensively. Because let's face sure. it, they're going to give up something. Offensively, if you got Tyreek Hill and this brother's exploding, what answer can, do you have for that? If you're the Buffalo Bills, you should be able to do a lot of things against Miami's defense. But if Tyreek Hill keeps keeps giving it to you, and, and we know that two is better throwing him the football than he is throwing anybody else on Miami the football, then I think that goes a long way towards dictating the outcome of this game. 
Yeah, I think it's no coincidence, Stephen A., that we're talking about two players in Hill and Allen who are not coming off of great games. Hill had the drop uh, in the game against the Ravens. I talked about Allen and his struggles. And it feels like in this matchup, it, one of those players needs to have an incredible game for their team to win. Or in Josh Allen's case, not to turn the ball over. Because uh, to your point, it does feel like this Miami's defense is so vulnerable the offense is going to have to put up a tremendous amount of points, provided that Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, which is why I picked him. And Mina, just, just speaking on that, if you've watched Buffalo the last couple of weeks, they haven't been really impressive, to be honest with you. They struggled against the Los Angeles Chargers. They struggled against the New England Patriots. Yeah. I go back to, again, the game against the Cowboys. They were at their best. When James Cook was, like, featured, both in the running and passing game, their offense was explosive, efficient, and I think in a game, like, not only just this game, but moving forward, he needs to be, like, the, like, he needs to be the centerpiece of this whole thing moving forward. Mm. Yeah, we'll leave it there, guys. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. College football's national championship is set. In case you hadn't heard me yet, it's Michigan and the Wolverines versus Washington, the Huskies. And first take is going to be there live in Houston, Monday, January 8th. I love when we have live audiences. So much fun. Be sure to check out Stephen A. Shannon and myself from NRG Stadium. We hope to see you guys down there. To the pros, a lot of good football for me to watch this weekend. Let's take a look at the AFC. The Ravens and the 49ers both have the one seed locked up as they head into their Week 18 matchups against the Steelers and Rams, respectively. Giants almost beat the Rams. That was a sad day for me, Damian. Don't expect to see many of the key players as both coaches have said uh, most of their starters will sit. So after these two dominant teams, Damian, who's the biggest Super Bowl threat. So after obviously the Ravens and the Niners. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns for me. And crazy. You, you know, it is kind of crazy. And usually I wouldn't pick because a lot of the, you know, when we talk about postseason is, is you know, we, it's dependent on quarterbacks yeah. and, the, you know, top tier quarterbacks. But when you look at the Cleveland Browns, think about the transformation this team, you know, took in the, in the, in the probably the last month plus. They got clobbered uh, out in L.A. against the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams. At that point, when Joe Flacco got in store, in, in, you know, got put in yeah, yeah. as a starting quarterback, all he's done is gone four and zero, and it's just been he's one just of the, got nothing four, to lose. Like he's, he's literally a guy that's come in off of his couch, yes, and has just instilled so much confidence. We know about their defense; they got you know a top-ranked defense. Defense travels in the yeah. National Football League, especially in the postseason. When you got a quarterback that's playing as, as well as Joe Flacco, and the way that Kevin Stefanski is coaching yeah. that, that team with Joe Flacco. To me, that's the team that could they could they could do it. The thing that's so crazy, Mina, before you jump in, is obviously with Deshaun Watson when they brought him up, the most guaranteed money ever. Yep. Just how things play out in the NFL. Yes. And now we're saying they have a shot, and it's with Joe Flacco. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's unbelievable. 
Okay, Mina? I love the Joe Flacco story. I think they are a dangerous underdog, uh, in large part because of their defense as well. But Damian, he's turned the ball over eight times in five games. Mm -hmm. He should have thrown more, frankly. Dak Prescott has the same number of picks in 16 games. If mm. Dak was throwing the picks that Joe was throwing, we would do 45 minutes on it on first pick. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I mean, he is putting the ball in harm's way over yep. and over. And, and, I, and I, I don't dislike a lot of what he's doing. It's, it's excellent, and you get the variance from it. But the Cowboys are a better football team, especially when you consider the balance they have on both sides of the ball, the talent, the threat that they pose. Um, if you're power ranking them, I wouldn't even put the Browns, frankly, second in the AFC. I really like this team, but I just don't think that they're a Super Bowl contender right now because not just the quarterback, but the offensive line situation, which you know is, is a problem. What? Well, well, hold on. Well, let me go ahead. Go ahead, Stephen. I want to come back to that. <clears throat> well, I disagree with you. Mean I roll with Damian Woody on this one. It's nearly not about Joe Flacco, even though you know, listen, he's starting a playoff game for the first time in nine years. Uh, you know, we get that, but he's been to three AFC Championship games. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's going to turn 39 January 16th. He's a relatively experienced dude, and the one thing we don't question about him is his ability to throw the football. Okay, we look at it from that perspective. They've got a running game, even with Nick Chubb injured. Okay, not only. Do they have that. They've got two bro bowlers in Amari Cooper and David Njoku. So we got we can't underestimate that as well. Not only that, their defense is elite. Number one in total defense. Number one on third downs as well. Third in the league with 27 takeaways this season. All of that comes into consideration. Here's the last part. In the end, they're the only team in the NFL that's beaten both number one seeds, Baltimore and San Francisco. I can't ignore that. I think that they're a big time threat. I do. Mm. Yeah. Not only that, they they beat Baltimore in Baltimore. Yeah. Think about that. They beat Baltimore in Baltimore. And so, for, listen, again, I'm going to emphasize, usually this would go against anything that I would say because I am very heavily reliant on quarterbacks. Yeah, they, quarterbacks usually dictate how this yeah. postseason is going to happen. Yeah. But I just think there's something with Kevin Stefanski and Joe Flacco, the way they're being, the yeah. way that, that synergy that they have yeah. between the two and then combine that with the way the defense is playing, that there's just something going on with the Cleveland Browns. I, I, I like them a lot. Absolutely. All right, we're going to leave it there. Mina, I know I already told you I like your outfit, but you're having a great hair day too. I mean, it's just it's, – oh, it's, it's, Thank no, you. serious. It's looking – Stephen A., it's beautiful. I mean – Why does Stephen A. look like that? This is why I come on the show. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. All right. Mina, here's what I need to know from you, my friend. Uh, tell me this. Should this be Field's last game with the Bears Week 18? 
I think so, and it gives me no joy to say so because he's been playing really good football lately. But for the Bears, the opportunity to reset your window contractually as a franchise and the potential of the two prospects at the top of the, dra the draft, for me, give me reason to believe that they should move on. Uh, I think Justin Fields is going to have a great career somewhere else. I just think for Chicago, it's just too much of a chance to pick there. I completely agree with you. If you if you look at uh, Fields' current market value, I think it's at about six years. For a contract extension, it would be at about six years and $47.2 million. If my research is correct, you got to take that into consideration. you got to take into consideration the fact that he's only thrown for one touchdown, one or zero touchdowns in 10 of the, uh, of the last 12 games. I'm just looking at it from that perspective. Don't get me started with what he's done in the fourth quarter. And these numbers that are supposedly impressive, five and seven records, 61 completions, 201 pass yards for game 16 touchdowns nine interceptions and 85.8 passer rating those are career highs I'm just saying when you look at the talent that you could have available to bring to you how tough is it going to be to be better than that one would say it's not going to be that tough and the money that you have to tie up I think that he has tremendous value us elsewhere I don't think Chicago should make that kind of investment considering all they have to do Hey, Mina, I know we need to go. I just wanted to tell you, yesterday Dan Orlovsky was on the show, and he was again trying to call Laura Rutledge, you, and myself short. Like that we're he, that we're, not we're not short. We're exactly, exactly. We're all the Speak same Speak for yourself, height, Mina. Speak for yourself, Mina. I don't know about Molly with her sneakers on. I don't know about Molly with her sneakers on. I don't we're know. tall. No, you're not. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.